I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So stay tuned, you don't want to miss it! Hiya, BB. Hi. It's a night show, honey bun. It's a bun. night show. We're doing it. Our first night one in a while. Time. I know. We haven't been recording at night for a minute. Yeah. Mostly because we are old fogies and just couldn't get through the show. <laughs> so we like doing it during the day better. We love doing it during the day. Yes, listen. The second that came out of my mouth, I was like, Claire was going to be like, yes. Oh, honey bun, I am the Brian Safi of this duo. Great. I will make all the dirty jokes. <laughs> cool. I support you. Um, oh my gosh. We had a bit of a hype day in New York today. Yeah, we did. It was a little cray-cray. I woke up this morning and all of these people were panicked that I might have been going to auditions because I do exit through that Port Authority yeah. door. <laughs> and it, I, why did I laugh? That's fucked up. Haha. <laughs> like, did like a Jay-Z laugh, but it's because I'm so uncomfortable with the it's, idea yeah, of... I just decided to sleep in on that, I, you know? I passed through that station this morning. Oh, my God. Or rather, um, this afternoon on my way back from uh, from doing a loadout. And I've never seen it so empty, and it was, like, eerie. Yeah. Like, Ooh. seeing that, po- that Port Authority subway stop, like, just yeah. ghost town is so creepy. Yeah, for sure. If you hear a third voice, the listeners, you are in major luck. We're going to introduce her in just a couple minutes. Yes. But we have a special guest. Oh my God, yes. A Geschelspest, a as, it, as it were. Um, <laughs> so, yes, things were a little cray cray. Yeah. And I just felt like, I don't know, do you believe in this whole Mercury retrograde thing? Um, Because I feel like it happens every, like, 17 days. I was going to say, like, (laughs) I looked up what it was, and then, like, once I looked up what it was, I was like, this is literally happening every other month. Well, every every other, like, every couple of weeks or every few weeks, a different planet will be blocked from our view, and that's when it's in, quote-unquote, retrograde. Which, like, retrograde, first off, let's talk about how depressing of a phrase that is. Right? Like, yeah. To, okay, first, can you imagine I, if I was like, Ian, you look a little retrograde today. Like, doesn't I mean, it just sound fucking diggy? Like, I, it's yeah, it does. so it's bad. Like, it, it's like, well, that, And why is Mercury the worst one? Because they're near, they're not I guess nearest they're closest to, to the they? sun. They're closest to the sun. Wait, so is I'm, Mars the cold one? Mars Neptune is the cold, is the cold one. No, 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 not like the cold one, but the oh. one that the one that starts with an M. That's cold. Okay. Mars is on the back side of us, right? Like yeah. behind us. My very educated mother. So yeah, it's like right behind us. Okay, but Mer- <laughs> I literally went back to like elementary school, like. <laughs> Oddly enough, music theory. Like, I don't know why we learned that in our music class, but we um, did. I have a better one, though. In my fourth grade choir, which, by the way, there's a tangent coming. Remind me sure. in three seconds. We used to sing this song. We had this creepy voodoo doll, and its name was Egabadeth. And we why? had to sing this fucking song, E-G-B-D-F, Egabadeth, hides his oh, face in it. the treble clef. I get which it. Which is so funny. I get up. it. But it was a voodoo doll. <laughs> Why? Why was it a voodoo doll? Why did they just teach know. you every good boy deserves fudge like every uh, other person? But they don't. Boys don't deserve anything. I, I... <laughs> you're probably right on that, yeah. Because they're going to grow up and be white men. Don't you hate white men, Ian? I, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I do. I had a whole conversation <laughs> over the weekend about, like, white nonsense. 
<laughs> it was great. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everything's white nonsense. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. It was, yeah, it was great. But here's the tangent. Tangent number one, here sure. it comes. Um, I was telling someone this story the other day, and I forgot how funny it was. So in that fourth grade choir, we used to meet before school, so everyone's really tired. They're, like, grumpy, mm-hmm. whatever. And we had this music book with, like, assorted, like, classic songs. And most people wanted to sing, like, I don't know, like, more Americana as opposed to, like, a theater or movie, like, like mm-hmm. film scores, whatever. And every day... It would be like a random choice by the teacher every day that we would do a warm-up song. A kid randomly chosen in the class got to pick the warm-up song from the book. And there's like, I don't know, 50 options. And most of them are like super boring. But one was singing in the rain. And every time this teacher picked me, all the kids were like, oh, Because they knew it was singing in the rain. That legit would have been me. So then, right? So then there's this, like, this, like, groan. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know what to pick. I'm not sure. I mean, (laughs) gosh, there's so many choices. It's singing in the rain. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That I relate. (laughs) And so then the music is like, however the song starts, like, the, let's pretend it's dun 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 Exactly. And all these kids are like, I'm singing in the rain, just, and I am at the front, full jazz Living it. I'm always at the front because I'm the smallest, but I'm at the front, just like, I mean... If there's like a full out, I can't even explain to the listeners what I'm doing right now. I'm doing like she's a like, bossy, like she's shoulders like, back. She's like Reno Sweeneying. So anyway, that being said, I was like giving it full mouth, full belts, like louder than forty other kids. Yeah, and now those are like the two memories I have of like my first entry into like being a singer. Yeah, was like that's so singing fun. in the rain and forcing all my classmates to do it with me. <laughs> nice and a voodoo doll. <laughs> The voodoo doll is so like the voodoo doll is gonna like show up in my dream somehow. Oh yeah, and that's gonna yeah. EGBDF. It really it looked like something out of Coraline. Yeah, yeah, even worse, even worse. <laughs> Coraline is a weird word. Coraline. 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 I, I remember saying. Is it Coraline? Like, I mean, like the movie. Florence? The movie is Coraline. Cor- right, but is it core or is it car? Like like a, like a hot pot of coffee. I mean, I said Coraline. I, I I always said Coraline. Like like your core like, strength. Yeah. Core strength, like the same <laughs> sound. Chorus. Sure. Uh, I don't like either of those. Is there right. a third option? Caroline. Caroline. <laughs> what? You are goofy today. I know. I'm just. I'm loopy. I don't know. Claire's very tired, and it's manifesting itself in like the giggles and yeah. But it's very fun. We love it. Sure. <laughs> That's what we'll tell ourselves. Thus endeth the, the first, first tangent. tangent. Um, okay, are we ready to go on to our guest? I don't see why not. I'm excited. Oh, God, we have returning friend of the show here. We do. So we're going to turn the microphone and yes. then give her a little plug a plug. All right. Okay, listeners, we have a big treat. Yes. So excited. Oh, my gosh. This is my Oprah moment. She is our first full returning guest because we had Corinne Caputo as a guest co-host, yeah. but this is our first returning guest. Woo! Wow! She's a star. 
She's a big star. You heard from her a year ago, and we had quite the cliffhanger episode. She was about to go on a walkabout to meet family she had never met before. Yeah. And the story continues. Please welcome Florence Freeman. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for the incredible introduction. It's really, it's it's all I live for on this show. Oh, yeah, she's great at it. I just love doing I the Oprah. Say, yeah, I was about to say, I really do feel like there's a spirit of Oprah welcoming me. Oh, thank you. Professional. If only God, I, I was Oprah. That's insane. It's been a full yeah. year. Yes. And the last time it was like right after the election, right? It was, oh God, yeah. It was. And my birthday is January 20th, so it oh. was like... I, oh, the no. moment he was elected, I was getting messages going, I'm so sorry about your birthday oh, just no. being ruined because they knew the inauguration was on the 20th. Oh. It's always on January 20th. And were you out of the country by then? Um, no, I had come back by then. Okay. Right, because you yeah. were going at New Year's. Yeah, exactly. That's I right. went over, over the holidays and New Year's to Malaysia. And um, it was like a rainy, gross day. And um, remember, it didn't rain that day, according to 45. Mm, um, also, oh, yeah. it was the largest yes. crowd in inauguration crowd history. In that was and such a great day. That Just video footage clear. was a lie. That was all plugged. So I just remember going, all I want to do is go to Joe's Pizza, get a large cheese pizza, yeah. bring it home, eat as much of it as I want. Have two friends over, hmm. get a little stoned, That's and nice. just chill out. And it was it was perfect. Yeah, Amazing. yeah. It was two friends from Emerson. Actually, it was yeah. a really cool. good reunion. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask what birthday it was this year? Oh, you mean age wise? Yes. Oh, that's such a funny way to say it. I also say it a funny way. How do you from say my it? mom? I'm like, um, how young are you? Ooh, oh, I like that classy. better. Yeah, oh, honey, that's, that's like a southern. That's like no, a southern that sneak. That one's definitely a Malaysian sneak. That's my Easy. mom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Wow. Yeah, oh my gosh, my mom. But what, what birthday was it? Um, that one was twenty eight. Twenty eight. Hey, twenty eight. It's an interesting number, especially because I feel like twenty seven and twenty eight have like interesting energies, right? Yeah. Like twenty seven. Twenty seven is my lucky number, but sevens of any kind are. And then twenty eight, I always think of as like kind of a, a calendar, especially particularly for women. Wait, pause. I was twenty eight and I turned twenty nine. Oh. oh my god! <laughs> I, like, I was just past, like for the no, past thirty seconds, no. I was like, "Oh my god!" I thought she was twenty eight this whole time. No, no, no. So I she just, lied to I us, just listeners. Straight up lied. <laughs> I was just like, "Wait." I'm 29 now, so that means I was. Ah. I was like, fuck. Okay, oh, I didn't say like. Sure, yeah, 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 we're explicit. Like, Shit, my math is totally wrong. No, no, that's fine. But I was gonna say 28, particularly 20. for women, like you know, we count in 28s like our lady parts and our oh, like, yeah. calendars, but yeah. also like February only has 28 days. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just like an interesting like 20. We like, count the lady parts. Yeah, we, we do. No. Yes, there's 28 lady parts, yeah. and you but must name with, them all. You know, it's because of the cycle of the moon, right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that insane? Literally, we sync up with the, like, the The universe. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. cycle of how like, like everything spins in orbit. Orbit, it's like supposed to be a twenty-eight day moon I, phase. I watched mm-hmm. a video this morning where a girl was doing like a woman on the street thing, running up to random guys and asking them what they know about birth control. And a lot of them like got questions wrong about how often we take the pill. Whatever. By mm-hmm. the way, it's every day, y'all. It's supposed to be every day. Every yeah. single day. Pill. 
And then, you know, some guys got that we take placebos, whatever, at the end of the month, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the best part was she was like, all right, it thins out the blank and it thickens the blank. And they were like, it thins out the eggs and it thickens the fallopian tubes. And she and she looks right at the camera and goes, ouch. Oh. <laughs> uh, right. I love it, though, because there's more of a conversation about that. Right. Now, especially in, in comedy world, I've seen more and more of those pop up and like men will just start saying everything they could possibly know about it. Well, just, just to be clear, it thins the uterine lining of blood and it thickens the, the mucus, mm. the mucosal membrane. Mm. Yes. Mmm. Delicious. Right? Are you eating right now? Listeners? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one person eating a sandwich like, Oh God damn it. Why Claire? Why? why <laughs> Get used to it. It's why yeah. we're all here. It's why we're all here. Um, yeah, <laughs> lady parts make our brains, yeah. More of us went yeah. to college. How does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah. um, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I remember the first thing I was going to say, I feel like we've talked about it a couple times on this, is that, like, 2728 is your return to Saturn. So that's when, like, oh. all, that's when, like, all of the stars in your charts line up with how they were when you were born. What? So there is this full... Oh, that makes sense, though. 27, 27 yeah. years from the day that you're born yeah. is apparently when all the planets realign where exactly they were the moment you were born. Because of the yeah. 20, kind of the 28 cycle. Exactly. Right. It's the idea behind That's the 27 crazy. club. Yeah, and so it's this full-on, like, life oh. reflection of, like, where am I now? And, like, like, the way my friend described it is, like, some people look at their lives and they go, and some people look at their lives and they keep going. And it's wow. this, yeah, it's... Well, it's really we, cool, and I was, yeah. Well, you know but what, though? I don't know if this happened to you, and this is a bit morbid, but when I was younger, I remember I could never imagine living past, like, 26, 27. I just Did never that, thought I'd and get I that knew, far. Yeah, but I knew a lot of people that thought the same. They were like, oh, no, I just always had this weird sense that I would, like, die before I got there. But right? it was only because, like, I, I mean, I think it relates to that. I'm totally no, making this up. No, it does. But does that make you. sense? That yeah. it, you just can only imagine so far ahead with where you want to go and at what age. Yeah. I don't like, know that we... Did there. we talk about... Um, did I mention the Amy Poehler book on the yes. show? Okay, so just to catch Florence up, I was rereading Yes, Please Such by a Amy great Poehler. Book. Yeah. Yes, and in her foreword, she says that... Um, when she was a kid, she went on a class field trip to visit NBC, and when they were standing at the window of Studio 8H she like just knew in her heart that SNL was for her mm. and people and she was like and when people ask me did I know at that time I could lie and say no but like I need to own that yes like we need yeah. to listen to these little voices and I was telling Ian maybe we had a guest that week too but 27 for me has always been I mean I might jinx it I'm knocking on the table listeners that 27 would be like my big career break and yeah. I reread her book and I was like and I was, like, thinking about it, and I was like, I don't know, like, maybe I'll put it in the universe, but also, like, maybe I just, like, I don't know, jinx the whole thing. Who knows? It's funny, though, when you're spiritual about stuff like that, don't you also worry that you're, like, kind of, like... Right, that, that you're, like, <laughs> fucking it up for yourself. Exactly, exactly. It's weird. Yeah. Weird. I, I'm so thankful I'm over that anxiety. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't think in that way at all anymore. Tell us everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so speaking... <laughs> Speaking of career, I want to hear about the family thing (coughs) right after this, but you have a bunch of new projects that have come up in the last year, right? So can you speak to some of that? Uh, Okay. You might need to help me out. Everything kind of gets muddled. Okay. Um, 
Let's see. I've been doing the thank you show now for over a year. Yes. Crazy. That's been, yeah. That's and the thank crazy. you show you pitched, one of the early thank you shows you pitched on our show. Yeah. Because yeah. you were like, Holy when does this episode God. come out? And we were like, ah, it'll be this date. And you're like, wow, yeah. I can I can say. It's insane. Wow. It's been happening. And now I'm looking into a January show. I'm Sweet. taking off the rest of December just to give myself. Good for you. You know the hot. Self-care. Yeah. I, exactly. Yes. But also it's just been a bit crazy. Like I ended up, um. I ended up doing some like personal projects, doing an audition I really wanted, getting pretty far. Really appreciating also like the characters in the video footage I created in order to get that far. And it was just like, it just was a um, reignition of a lot of old loves. And you know how you need deadlines. Yes. Yes. You need freaking deadlines. Uh, I'm with you. And yeah, so I also um, started doing sketch again. Like I'm in a, I was, I took sketch 101 at UCB. And I've, uh, um, I had <laughs> Georgie Aldaco. I love her. She's wonderful. She was my 301. Yeah. Oh, she was? Yeah. Oh, God, she's so smart. Woman. Yeah. She, she just boils things down so quickly, and she's so supportive in terms of she gets your concept, and then, and then she can give yeah. you a thousand ideas. And I'm like, oh, you get it. And all of her feedback is, like, super constructive and super really, clear. like, chill way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyone named Georgie, like, sounds chill. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. She's, yeah. But she's great. But it was just, like, a bunch of reignitions of things and energy that great. came back into this year after 2016, as you all know, was hell on earth. Well, not as you all yes. know, but just, like, a recap. It was one of my worst years of my entire life. And I yeah. remember yeah. you were saying that you hoped the trip to Malaysia would be, like, a, like a new beginning for it, you. It was. Oh, my... Okay, let's talk all it about it. It absolutely yeah. was. Okay, so... I can't right I, this after is so crazy. right after we did the show yeah. you were mentioning that it was like a week until you left or like maybe like a 10 yes. days until you left. Yes. Okay, so let's just talk through from beginning to end. What okay. was it like getting there? Okay. So, um I remember I just took a flight over and um I was with the United Emirates, so I, I like went over there and then I went straight there. Like I had, is that how you say that word? I've always said Emirates. Emirates. I was. Oh, what did I say? Emirates. Emirates. Emir- uh, yeah, but I always thought it was Emirates. Emirates. I always thought it was like you know how you say like Sophocles. Oh like, yeah. Like you overpronounce uh, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not right. <laughs> I don't. It's, I mean, I think it's Emirates, right? That's how I've heard it. You know, because you line an Arab Emirates. I didn't exactly. hear anyone say it. Okay, I'm sorry. So we got totally derailed Side by track. me. Okay. So, um, right, I went over to KL, Kuala Lumpur. Mm-hmm. I landed. God, I haven't thought about this, so this might be a bit like jerky in terms that's, of all my that's okay. memories. Floor is yours. And I remember getting out of baggage claim, and I immediately recognized my cousin Liana. <clears throat> she was wearing like a hijab and. Uh, she was just like glowing and so stylish. And then I saw this little man's face who was like staring at me, but couldn't figure it out. And he didn't recognize me, but I recognized him because I'd seen a picture. It was my uncle, my mom's Aww. brother. And um, he looked just like, you know, they all look similar. Wow, so this it was is close it family. Was it's your re- mother's brother. Yeah. It was immediately weird because I was like, oh yeah, it's my blood. This is yes. why I look the way I look like. At least half of me. I'm just paler and taller. <laughs> a lot paler and a lot taller. But, wow. they, yeah, we all look the same. So it was insane because I looked straight at his face and I was like, oh, my God. This is, this that's, is really... That's the guy. blood. Yeah. Yes. And he just stared at me the whole time. Even to the moment I looked, like, I walked up a foot, like, a foot away from him. And then I was like, hi, uncle. And you could see his whole face, like, light up. Oh. 
And I was, I just remember going, I'm totally overwhelmed. I was exhausted. I was like nearly in tears. This is insane. And then I saw Auntie um, Rod on, or Auntie Rose or the kind of nick. Everybody has a nickname there, by the way. Oh, yes. did you get call one? Him Uncle. Um, what do they call me? No, they just call me Flo Florence. But everybody there's like Auntie Uncle, Auntie Rod, aunt, uh, like uh, Liana's like Yana or like Nadira. Yeah, yeah. is Nadi. Yeah, so it's and like you all said these you short... you speak Malays? No. Or... no, 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 you no, hadn't. No. no, I went there and they taught me little things like Trima Kasi, Sama Sama, like how to <laughs> do a little greeting. So it was really fun. And um, no, they taught me a lot of those little customs. Wow, which was another. I'm so glad I went alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am so glad I went alone. I, it was a point in my life where I need, I needed it for me, and I didn't want to take care of anybody else, and I didn't want to worry too much about anybody else, except Sorry. for myself. And it was the perfect trip because even to this day, I've been checking in. My cousins and I check in with each other on Aww. WhatsApp. I love we have a really close relationship now. I love them so much. So it opened the floodgate. So immediately I stayed with Liana and Adira, my uncle, my auntie. And then um, I met another uncle, his wife, their uh, kids, and then their kids. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And their tables, like this is a normal thing at their house. They open the door and it's a massive house. And it's like three different floors and on each floor is basically like its own self-functioning house there's like a mini kitchen wow. like rooms for the kids and then the grandparents and so Ian's jaw is on the legit I floor. want it it's in, it was insane it I was want to go to there yes. <laughs> yeah and the table is covered with food like nothing is um, everything's ready to share with you wow. and I felt like family immediately it was overwhelming I gotta say especially because yeah. we were a tight knit family in the US there's my mom my dad my brother and I and we were raised in South Carolina and it was pretty isolating to be raised that way my mom never really talked about Malaysia and this is what we talked about I think on the last podcast yeah. even though it's a year ago and I can only remember so much and I grew up going to Germany as well and Australia. Yeah. My mom's one sibling that she stayed in touch with or would visit was in Australia. Okay. So um, she was what I thought was one of seven. And on this trip, I found out she was one of eight. <gasps> it was wow. really crazy. Yeah. And I found out a lot of other backstory. And it was... Did she tell you that on... Um, like differently on purpose or was it a misunderstanding? I just remember asking and she's like, oh, I have like, it's just seven of us. But what she meant was that seven of them were raised together and one was not raised with them. Oh. It was a really intense situation. Yeah. I found out that, uh, so my grandpa and my grandmother, whom I never met and they passed away for ages now since I was a young kid. Okay. Um, my grandfather, his brother and his wife were infertile. Okay. And they asked my <gasps> grandfather for their next child while my grandmother was pregnant with um, the next child, which was like the fourth kid. It was a daughter. Oh, my God. And uh, my grandfather and his brother, because they're the men of the household, they were in charge. <gasps> and it's an Islamic culture. And back then it was much more like misogynistic and Today, like my cousins are incredibly fiercely independent, especially the females. They all have, they all have great jobs. They're incredibly smart, and oh, they are fierce women. Like more fierce than I know a lot of women here. So, Love it. just to clarify, like it is completely different now. 
But back then, he was the head of the household, and they prayed to God, and they said that God wanted his brother to have the next baby. Oh, my God. And so my grandmother was devastated because she did not want to give up the baby. Of course not, because she carried not. around this baby. It's Isn't hers. insane? But also, it's very important. It was very important, that culture. Um, so what happened to, to have that? The, the baby be of blood. Sure. So that's why they were so adamant on it and that God told them that that should be the way it is. What happened to your aunt, the one that went to the other part of the family? she was raised with the uncle. Okay. But she knew that she was the one given up. Oh, no. How sad is that? Yeah. Is she still alive? Yeah, she's still alive. And you met her? I did not. She was the one person I did not meet. Oh. Um, Go figure. Yeah. But I... I know, like, they were chatting with her, and she wants to meet me, and I want to meet her. Great. Yeah, so next time I go back, that'll be a goal. Honestly, three weeks was not enough, because I stayed in KL, and then I went to my uncle's house and stayed there, and then I also went to Penang, which is an island where my mom and dad met, and it's also where they were originally raised. Aww. So um, if Malaysia's a pen- peninsula, it's on the northwest part of the peninsula, okay. and it's just off of the coast. So cool. Yeah, so it was a really intense thing to kind of discover all this and also discover the philosophy and the cultural, um, the cultural landscape of what they grew up with and how, how they've adjusted today. They also see things as it's the past, it's in the past, wow. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me because the emotional baggage is still there for a lot of people. Yes. But if you had a good life and you were given opportunity, it's like, don't complain about it. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I'd be complaining all the time. I'd be talking sure. to like my therapist. I'd be like, <laughs> why was I the only one giving up? You know what I mean? Like, you have every right. But it was great because they listened to me because I was like, <laughs> Hey, I'd be just as angry as her. And like, this is how American pettiness works. No, 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 no. Not American (laughs) pettiness. This is like anybody that has to deal with that kind of situation. They deserve to ask those questions. Fair, fair. Yeah. Well, speaking to traveling by yourself, um, I went to Paris, like by myself. Yeah. Shortly after we had you on the show. Oh, really? And mm-hmm. in April. Uh-huh. And I remember when you were on, you talked about how it's like, it's exciting, but also daunting to like plan a trip for just yourself, even though you know when you get there, you'll see people you know. Yeah. But again, like it's that late 20s, like it's time to do it. Like I, I'm now fully capable to do it. And I think it's like healthy for the brain. Like yes. you come back. Like, mine was just two weeks. Like, you, you come back a changed person. You need to disrupt your patterns. Yes. You really need to jar your brain. Because I think when you're younger, there's a lot of huge life events that happen one after the other, right? Right. So, um, you leave your home, you go to college, you have, like, graduation, you start a job. Bam, bam, bam. You're used to all of these giant changes, and then suddenly you settle in. Mm. And people have their first job for a couple of years sometimes, and then... They don't really want a career change or they let go of things because they don't want to even deal with the idea of another change. Sure. And that's kind of the make or break time, I feel like, for a lot of people. Either they reassess and they keep going the way they were going, like we were saying earlier, or they go, oh, hell no, this is not what I meant to be doing. I went on autopilot. Right. And those little moments 
not necessarily, they don't have to necessarily be giant changes, but they do wake your brain up again and say, oh, you've been in this pattern. This is, is this the pattern you want to be in? Well, and it's amazing to take a step away and like the clock goes slower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like vacation time always feels longer than it is. Yeah. But I remember I went to see friends in Germany on day six of the trip and I could have sworn I had already been in Paris like, I don't know, 15, 20 days. Mm-hmm. It felt so long and I had achieved so much being off the clock. That's great. Yeah. Just like seeking out whatever yeah. came and when things came up in the middle of the day that seemed interesting, we went and did them. Yes. Lucky. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the last trip I took was like four days, so that's completely different, but like it just felt like I wasn't even there at all. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Like I, and I was with, the weekender it, can do that to you. Yeah. yeah. And what sucks is like it was me like with my parents for Thanksgiving, which Aww. like I love doing and I love seeing my family and like I was like this was too short. Like yeah. I didn't spend enough time with you guys. I love that that trip was so amazing oh, for you. Oh my god. Yeah. It was like I um had lost so much love and light and then I had opened these giant double doors and it was like a it flood. was permanent. Yeah, and it was permanent. It wasn't just like new friends or people that I didn't know if they were going to stick around. It was you are blood, you are family and I feel for people that don't have a lot of that or have never had that just because I went from not having that in such a way to it being overwhelming. Right. And it is still overwhelming. I mean, I don't have that deep of a connection with everybody, but just to connect alone with my cousins and that plug into that identity that I've never had before. I'm like, oh yeah, this, all this food that I love. Yeah. That no one knew what I was talking about. <laughs> it's here, and they love it too, and they know uh, they know that I can eat it every day, all day. <laughs> was the goodbye really hard? Um, it wasn't that hard because it was the beginning. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love cool. that. Yeah, it was. It was like, oh, I'll oh, be back. She's like a prophet. I swear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was about to say every time she's here, but both of the times time. she's been here. <laughs> it's been on, like... Honestly, there are, there are, like, we have a lot of favorite guests, but I remember yours was, like, a huge turning point for us figuring out our format, and yeah, I really believe it was because you brought such positive and beautiful energy. It's so true. Really, that Aww. episode, like, I, I've listened back to it over the last year, just little bits of it, and I remember us feeling like it went really well, and it was yeah. the first time that we were, like, this went really well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm honored. Yeah. Well, and now you. you're back. I am. Yeah. I'm here. Okay. We're doing it again. Oh my gosh. Should we do the thing that happened this week? Yes. Okay. Florence, you have to pick the order. Okay. Ian first, Claire second. Okay. And Florence, Florence third. <laughs> All right. And we have a theme song now. Yeah. What? It's very, it's highly advanced. Oh, yes. <gasps> the, the thing that happened this week. So I guess that, that's my turn now. It's um, you, BB. So I'm going to move the mic a little closer to me, Jess. Please, scoot it on up. There you go. So this is like kind of a first for me because like I am like just a constant 12-year-old trying to figure it out. But this week, <laughs> Florence is like, I don't know where this is yeah. going. Um, But what I did this week for the first time was, like, I treated myself to not one, but two fancy meals over the weekend. Whoa! Yes. Because... (laughs) Hashtag self-care. Yes. Because... (laughs) Treat yourself. 
because um, Friday night was the opening. Mimosas. <laughs> whiskey. Fine leather goods. <laughs> Fine. Fine leather goods. <laughs> and so Friday night I opened Dance It Yourself Nutcracker. Yay! And oh. So we had to go out and celebrate. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday night we closed Dance It Yourself Nutcracker, so we had to go out and celebrate. So opening night afterwards we went to PJ Clark's yeah. because the Smith was busy. Um, it was literally like, oh, the bar at the Smith is too, is this packed. Let's go see what PJ Clark's looks like. And we were like, table for six, please. And they were like, right this way. And yeah, it was so lit. And we just sit down. For for those that don't live in New York City, PJ Clark's is a very famous, nearly hundred year old surf and turf establishment. But it's like the fanciest surf and turf you could ever have. And so. Seared scallops and a steak medium rare. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank and, you. And so, like, we sit down. We're looking over the menu. I got myself, like, that wasn't my fancy meal necessarily because I got, like, this beautiful whiskey followed by, like, garlic butter fries and the biggest ice cream sundae I've ever had. Yes, hunty. Like, like <laughs> big ice cream, like, ice cream and walnut brownie Ian's doing cream. Ian's doing handography like he has a yeah. cauldron in I front know. of him. Yeah, like, He's, like, was, conjuring double-double toilet so, ice cream. It was so amazing. <laughs> My friend, um, my friend Teresa, who is our director, is like deadly allergic to celery, so she got a plate of wings. Whoa! No judgment, but like weird allergy. Yeah, very unusual. Yeah. Specific. Okay. Um, so she got a plate of wings and told the waitress, "Hey, I'm like deathly allergic to celery. Like, just so you know." And she and she goes, "Cool. We're gonna have the manager come over and make sure that everything is right." And so the manager walks over and goes. Hey, I hear someone here has an allergy. You, congratulations. So what can we do for you that's going to make you not die? And it was like, Whoa. ooh, check out this white glove service. Yeah. Yeesh, but also like a little, like, I don't know, aggro? On the button? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, no, uh, we loved it. Like, just this group okay, of, like, good. like, we were like, this is amazing. Is this just the way that you're telling the story? I'm sure no, he, I'm sure he, he has legit, finesse. No, he was legit oh. like me because he left and then one of our stage managers was like, that guy reminds me of Ian. And I was okay. like, I'll yeah. take the compliment. Because that's a highly emphatic way to be like, how can I, like, hello, how can I make it better for you? That's exactly <laughs> what it was, though. And he, like, yeah, and it was really cool. And so... I would love if you're like, sir, this is PJ Clarks. Could you keep it down? <laughs> but, even our, but even our waitress was like, so what you guys what you guys want to eat? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What do you guys oh, want? And, super cash. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, so if you're wow. so we're like, okay, so if you had to choose between the gutter the butter garlic fries or the gutter barlic fries. The gutter barlic. The love butter, gutter barlic. Yeah. If you had to choose so between good. if you had to choose between the butter garlic fries and the sweet potato fries, what what are you thinking? She was like, Oh well, this is my opinion on it. And we're like, we like you. Um, just so you know, I'm deathly allergic to the barlic. The barlic. Yeah, oh. I, I need a manager. I just, <laughs> <laughs> um so that was night one, and like we just, like I laughed the hardest I'd ever laughed in my life that night, because we just, because Teresa and I are from New York, um, our stage manager is from upstate New York, okay. via the Bronx, um, and our costume designer is from Wisconsin, our assistant is from like rural-ish Pennsylvania, and our other stage manager is from uh, California. So we had this like melding of the minds, and like at one point... They were talking about the difference between jam, jelly, and preserves, which apparently is a thing that, like, the New Yorkers at the table were just like, it's not schmear, so I don't know what it is. Mm. Um, jam, jelly, and preserves are, are, are very different. We just learned that. Yes. And then, of course, like, Janae, who is, like, the only woman of color at the table, goes, 
that's some white people shit right there. I just uh, and I it <laughs> is and it was yeah. it was so funny. And I'm like, do you know what they are now? Yes, I do. Tell me. Preserves is you literally just preserve like the fruit that's boiled down. Yeah. Um, and the juices become jam around exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Jelly, like jelly versus jam. Like jelly is like adding sugar, right? It's sugar in the juice. Yeah. Yeah. And then jam is not, right? Jam is like the the pureed fruit exactly. all the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And then, like, they were talking about this game that they played as a child that none of the rest of us ever played on the East Coast. Okay, I'm sorry. Who, who? Um, our design, our costume designer and our assistant. And what makes them different than the rest of you? That just, they grew up, (laughs) that they grew up in Wisconsin or Pennsylvania and they just (laughs) did, like, they just had these things. Okay, I missed the differentiation. So they came from more rural. Yes. Okay, okay. So then they're talking about this game where apparently like one person gets on the bed and there's a song that ends in like, roll over, roll over, and which means one person rolls over, another person jumps on the bed or like gets on the bed and then you just repeat. It's like 10 little monkeys? Or? No, but, no, but like <laughs> 10 little... <laughs> I don't even know what that is either. You know, you know that nursery on the 10 little monkeys jumping, jumping on, on the bed. bed. One fell off and bumped his head. Mama called oh, the doctor and the doctor God. said nine little, little monkeys, monkeys or no, no more monkeys jumping on the bed and then it goes on the nine. Yeah. It's like bo- bottles of beer on the wall. I since I was like... Yeah. 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 And so... Holy crap. It's a barrel of laughs. Get it? Yeah. Get it? Get it? So the two people <laughs> not from... Well, like the two people not from like an eastern region are... Pennsylvania's not us. eastern? Like, they're like not from like New York. Like, cause you mean a, like people, a coastal, yeah, a coastal metropolis. A coastal like metropolis. Sure. What do you think of when you think of coastal elites? Those non-Gotham um, bitches. Yeah. Sure. And uh-huh. so... Then my friend Janae goes, see, there's a problem with this game, because it ends with you falling off the bed. What kind of game is that? It is a weird game. And she, and, and she was like, if I'm going to play this game, I'm either not going to play the game, or I'm going to find a solution to the problem, which is push the bed up against the wall. Or I was like, or you're going to talk to Jennifer's mom and be like, I think Jennifer has some issues. So they were just regaling you with a with a game that, I mean, it sounds kind of violent. That, yeah, that just made no sense to the rest of us. Weird. Maybe I played this game. <laughs> and, and during that conversation, I just laughed my ass off. It just got so ridiculous. It was just so that... ridiculous. And Janae's commentary and then, like, the way that the three New Yorkers were responding to it, like, just broke me. So that was night one. Night two... We got a table at the Smith, as originally planned, mm-hmm. and I got myself, I think it was, I forget what the beer was, it was a very good beer, and a half a lobster. Whoa. Yeah. And I just felt so fucking fancy. Can I take, a little, fancy. Can I take a little tangent here? Yeah. So do you know that the history of lobster, the reason the lobster is like a fancy food, was- Prisoners! Be- oh, is this it? Oh, what did you have? No, all I know is that, like, way back in the day, people, like, overvalued lobster. Hmm. Is it because people choose it for their final meal? No, is that what so what saying? I had was that in Boston, they were trying to feed the prisoners, and it was junk food because it was a spider of the sea. Whoa. And really? it was considered, because it looks disgusting when you look at it. It, it is, is a, cre- a spider. It is creepy. It's a weird-looking yeah. fish. That's yeah. not a fish, but, like, it's a weird-looking If it wasn't a crustacean, food. it would be an arachnid. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. What was it? White sugar used to be the pristine sugar. Sure, sure, and sure. And now it's, like, the brown sugar is the pristine. Yeah. Right. It's kind of one of those things where eventually society valued that more. Right. That I guess became, that's, that's yeah. the only thing I knew about it was that, like, it was made. it was made because of its... Um, like, I don't know, unusual, like, 
because it seemed hard to get, it was overvalued in the way of like of oh. like society talking about it. Right. Yeah. And so then it became like a, like a hoity-toity order. But really, nowadays, getting lobster is actually easier than getting certain kinds of crab. Yeah. And they just like price it sky high. Yeah. I mean, my lobster was half the price of my friend's steak. Whoa. Yeah. So stickity steak, honey. Yeah, and that steak and, better but, be darn good. Uh-huh. Oh, it's her favorite meal. Like, man, like, like from the get go, <laughs> Teresa's plan was like, when we close, I'm getting at least three Manhattans and a steak from the Smith. Yeesh. And I was like, I support you. <laughs> Thus um, endeth the, the second, second tangent. tangent. But we, I, we just spent. <laughs> <laughs> we have oh, Florence's man. approval. It's so Because Florence saw it when it was all fucked up. When and it, now when it's... we were finding our legs. Now it we're streamlined in, like yeah, the Jetsons. You guys are in gear. It is insane. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it was just two incredibly, like, beautiful meals with people that I love and care about. And, Aww. like, and, like that second night at the Smith, like, everyone was connected in a way that we, like, didn't even realize. Sure. Because I had brought together... Ter- that night it was Teresa... Our rehearsal pianist, our Clara, and our lighting designer, and me. So, Clara, uh, Leah Shea, who was our Clara, our rehearsal pianist, and Teresa are all from Deep Brooklyn. And then they did, and they just all found that out together that night. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out, like, Ben, who was our lighting designer, went to college with me and knew a bunch of tre- people Teresa knew, also through me, but also through her, that Leah Shea knew from Brooklyn that Dima knew from the opera world, like, all of these, like, inter-networks weaving together, and it was so cool. And I spent a lot of money, and I would have it no other way. And I took a cab home both nights. And I, sure! And I am in desperate need of grocery shopping. <laughs> which doesn't help. No, <laughs> you ch- You made a choice. I made a choice, and I do not regret it. Yeah. So that happened to me this week. Good for you, buddy. I felt super fancy. Like, it was so cool. Yeah. Sounds like such a good New York moment happening. Mm -hmm. I still, I really want to go back to this bed game. Yes. (laughs) I I, I don't even think I remember everything, like, that is involved in the game. Because I kind of glazed over when they were like, yeah, like, people just keep adding onto the bed and eventually someone falls off. And I'm like, that That sounds like you know what how it ends up. I remember one time when yeah. I was like 11 or 12, I was like slightly too old for this, but there was like a younger kid that wanted to like play doctor. And I remember the kid suggested like, all right, you're the patient, lay down on the bed. And I remember as like a 12 year old being like, this isn't right. No, like no. bed games are no, not for no, me. No, 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 bed games are not. Yeah, and no, my no, aunt no. was like, you guys having fun? And I was like, Aunt Jackie, we're playing doctor, but not on the bed. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, yep. so you just pile on till somebody falls Pretty off? Pretty much. Like, <laughs> like, one, like, one person is I here. I didn't realize that was the concept. Yes. And then, then I'm like, imagining this. They're like little hot dogs. Yeah. And it's like. <laughs> 7-Eleven, like. Exactly. Hot dogs rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ew. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's why the rest of us were like, what the fuck is this game? Um, and you also mentioned that only one person at the table was black. 
Yes. Okay, and so that had, like, a cultural significance in jam making, you said? That was another kind of distinction that came up? I don't know if that was the distinction, but, like... But she just thought that white people discussing jam was weird. Okay. (laughs) You know what? I honestly was like, why do you guys know the difference between all (laughs) of these? I had never... Because I eat them all. Great. (laughs) But, But yet again, I've eaten them all, too, and I'm like, I didn't know there was such a difference. It's well, okay, was, maybe, but you know, maybe it's also because, like, I like mason jars. I like giving preserves as gifts. Great. I like well, that's that kind different. of thing. All yeah. the power Preserve, to you. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just never Jelly's the it. one. Jelly's the one I can't do. Like, I can't do standard PB&J anymore because I love uh, preserves so much. Like, I, I think preserves are delicious. I like a chunky bite of a fruit in there. You know what That's I mean? Fair. Yeah. I like I raspberry seeds. Chunky bite of like fruit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that person still eating a sandwich at home? Chunky bite of fruit. Sound really <laughs> it sounds gross when you say the word chunky. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, ima- no like, I'm just imagining because I do love those kinds of, whichever of the three those are. Yeah. And like, I, I do preserves. love. Preserves. I, I love preserves, as I just found out this weekend. My favorite, if people are really into jam or whatever, um, I love... Bon Maman. The bon Maman. Bon Maman. So good. Is an incredible uh, company, and they still ship everything from France. And I think it's I think it's a wonderful company. Um, but the raspberry jam, as opposed to the preserves, is really great because if you spread it on a sandwich, it has all the raspberry seeds in it, mm-hmm. and it's got a little like crunchy, crispy mm-hmm. kind of. You know, I was never a chunky peanut butter kind of person, mm-hmm. but I do like a little bit of like like poppy seed bagels. Like I like a little texture in yeah. seeds. Is that the the brand with like the gingham? Uh, uh, yes, it is. It's similar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in um in France they'll do it with an actual piece of gingham and ribbon wrapped around it Ooh. before they twist the jar closed. But they ship them to America and it's just a printed checker, checkerboard on yeah. top. Yeah, sure, sure. Yes, but bon mama. If you're looking for it, it means good mama. But it's nothing with. Without butter, butter, True. honey. Yes, you get that. there's um, Presidente, which is the French butter. Yeah, and if you get salted the salted butter. one, yes. Oh, and you're my people. I also, I also butter, treated myself butter, butter. to um, a bread basket from Maison Kaiser, which Ooh, does exactly so Maison Kaiser is so good. So good. He was the one that got me into Maison Kaiser because yes. I came back from yeah. from France and was complaining that I couldn't recreate my French breakfast. I'm gonna nerd out right here. Do it because the flour in the U.S. is different. It has more gluten than in yes. European really? flour. Yes. They had to. That's why re- they're all skinny there. <clears throat> they oh. ride bikes everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. and they eat everything thinned out, mm-hmm. like it's supposed to be. Yeah. Our, yeah, our bodies have a harder time digesting what we have here. Yep. But even Maison Kaiser had trouble with the wheat here. They had to redo their recipe for baguettes and everything because mm-hmm. the bread wasn't rising the same. Really? So, yes. Nothing and is the same. As I've learned from Paul Hollywood of Great British Bake Off fame, you need a, what does he call it? A randomization of texture inside your bread so that all of the holes are in different shapes and sizes and spaces. Ooh. If there's any patterns, it means that you fucked it up. Fascinating. Yes. Cool. That cool. when he cuts open contestants' bread, he looks for mm. things to be randomized inside. Interesting. It means you got the right rise on your bread. Great. Oh. I'm all, I'm all about that crunch. Really? Yes, yeah, you can you listen can, to you bread. Can hear it. Yeah. yeah. I, you'll always see me just kind of like 
I don't obviously touch the bread itself, but through the wrapper, I'll like crunch the baguette yes. and see if it's any good. I learned so much about bread today. <laughs> bread, honey. Oh, you will always learn a lot mm-hmm. about bread with, with uh, bread and ladies butter. around. I yes. love bread and butter. Ooh, Same that's girl. my Oprah moment. I love bread. bread. <laughs> oh. Yes. So good. Yes. All right, is it my turn? It's your turn. Cue the music. <laughs> 